0: Good afternoon. Happy Friday. Pete Callaner here. Welcome to the program. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. And um. I kind of feel like, uh, what's the turn the page? The song that plays like every half hour on rock stations. Who, who did that one? Uh, Bob Seger. Roy Cooper. Yesterday, walked into the restaurant, which is actually a press conference, strung out from the cold, otherwise known as COVID, and said, we're turning the page on COVID now. It's time to turn the page. This is coincidentally also part of the pivoting on the messaging that Roy Cooper and his fellow Democratic governors were talking about about two weeks ago. We covered that story as well. Purely coincidental, also coincidental the governor's meeting occurred like a day or two after the publication of that Democrat strategy memo that went out. A consultant firm that the Democrats use had put out the strategy memo saying, take the victory on COVID, say that we have beaten it, we're declaring victory, and uh and and move on and and encourage Democrats to, you know, move on and live with it. And we we because of our vaccinations and because we were you know, making all the right choices. We did such great work that we've won and now take the victory lap. Otherwise, we're going to get shellacked in November. All of that's coincidental. In fact, I'm not even aware anybody really knows about it, which is weird because it was in major publications. And, I mean, I talked about it too, so if I know about it, I wonder why none of the reporters knew about the political angle on any of this. This is one of the things that kills me, watching the reporters in these press conferences. And this was Governor Cooper's COVID briefing yesterday, and um, the questions that the reporters come up with, there are a couple, there are a couple decent questions, but most of them are just pointless. They have zero value. What, what are you fishing for? What are you what are you hoping to get? Because all Cooper does is answer with the same, you know, get vaccinated, everybody. He just he just says the same things over and over and over again. You got to shake him to get something out of him. So. I don't know, maybe somebody accused him of playing politics with some of this stuff, but, you know, treat him like a Republican, maybe like that. Just just an idea. Despite rhetoric of turning the page on the pandemic during a COVID-19 press briefing, Roy Cooper passed the buck to legislators on ending his statewide pandemic state of emergency order, which is now over two years old. AP Dillon writing at the North State Journal, NSJOnline.com is the website. And uh, this is the emergency declaration. This was one of the uh, the few good questions that was asked, although, the follow-up, is, I mean, I'm old enough to remember when reporters would sort of tag team and pile on. If I throw out a question and the politician, the leader, the governor, whatever, doesn't answer it, the next reporter is going to say, just to follow up, can you give an answer to that question? And you you keep doing that until he answers the question. If, of course, enough reporters believe that the question and the answer are important, are newsworthy. Michael Hyland from CBS 17, television news, he actually asked the question about the emergency declaration. Here's how that sounded. Maybe. Hi, Governor. Um, so I didn't hear you give any update on the state of emergency.
1: Is that coming to an end? So it does a couple of simple things. One, it gives flexibility to health care providers to help with surges that come and it helps uh, healthcare providers distribute vaccines and treatment to people. We presented to the General Assembly uh, laws that they can pass so that we can end it. So not a big deal. Well, I I guess related to that, we've been under it for two years now. We're using phrases like turning the page,
0: the worst is behind us. Are we really facing an emergency anymore?
1: So it's a legal tool that we are using to provide the flexibility that's needed and when the legislature passes a law to get that flexibility that's needed, the what? then we'll do away with it.
0: All right. So did you hear that? And kudos to Michael Hyland for asking the question and framing it the way he did. And that was like the most combative question Cooper got. We are still under an emergency declaration, the E.D., the governor's E.D. It's long past time for this to end. The governor, if there's something that occurs and a hospital needs flexibility in order to, you know, distribute vaccines, which honestly, at this point, what other level of flexibility do you need on the vaccine distribution? Everybody who's gotten a vaccine has wanted to get one and everyone who has wanted to get one has gotten it by now. So I'm unclear what kind of flexibility is actually required, not to mention his own health and human services secretary, Cody Kinsley, Mandy's retired. She, she quit. Cody Kinsley said 94% of North Carolinians have some level of immunity. What exactly are you holding out for for the vaccine flexibility or surges? What, what do you think is going to happen? What, I mean. Paint me the picture, governor. What is going to happen that's going to require you? Oh, we got a variant, everybody. And oh my gosh, we got more people and they're getting sick and we're going to have a spike and the hospitals are going to be overwhelmed. Okay, if that's the worst case scenario, I have an idea. You issue another emergency declaration because that would then be a new emergency, right? Why are you keeping this thing in place? He says it's a legal tool that we are using to provide the flexibility that's needed. And when the legislature passes a law to get that flexibility that's needed, then we'll do away with it. So what he's saying is he is holding the state in a perpetual state of emergency in order to get leverage over the lawmakers, over the legislative body, because he's making demands for some things and, we, I, I, and he doesn't explain what those things are in his news conference, but A.P. Dillon at North State Journal tracks down the letter that Cody Kinsley sent to the legislature in response to the legislature saying, end the emergency declaration. You need to put an end to your E.D., Governor. And... Kinsley sent a response. So what is it they were asking for and using the ED as leverage for? I'll tell you in a minute. News Talk 1110 99.3 WBT. Pete Callaner here. 704-570-1110. 1-800-WBT-1110. Email is Pete at the Pete calendar And that's where I've got this one from David who says, um, all right. So the governor has ED got to be precise. How you explain an emergency declaration and a very different meaning of ED. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't get it. Um, See here, Joseph says, Oh, Roy has a problem if his Twitter replies are any indication. There's still a great many branch Covidians who don't want the pandemic to end. While they won't vote Republican, the turning the page on their beloved masks and lockdowns is certainly demoralizing and means they'll be harder to get to the polls. Yeah, that's... So, one of the things you always got to remind yourself of is that Roy Cooper, uh, Governor Cooper and, uh, and, you know, other... Democratic officials like President Biden, when they're saying some of this stuff about turning the page and moving on and take the victory, like all of that kind of messaging, that's not meant for people on the political right. Generally, that's meant to try to move their base because their base is hysterical. Their base is terrified. Their base believes that the mask saves everyone's lives and only people who hate other humans would not participate in the mass mask wearing. So a lot of this stuff is tailored to talk to those folks. And that's why the messages don't really resonate with me. And it doesn't resonate with a lot of our audience here. So I I do get that. And it's important to kind of keep that in mind. Uh, I got a couple of tweets here at Pete Callender. Pete, is Cooper keeping the E D and holding it hostage until the General Assembly expands Medicaid? Uh that's an interesting concept. That's possible, I guess. Keep the emergency declaration in, and also you can keep using it for every time they tried to run bills, and then you could veto that, and then you could fundraise off of the vetoes, and then you can use the vetoes to whip your uh your democratic colleagues in the General Assembly to keep them all, you know, on the same Page with you. Yeah, there are politically there are a lot of good reasons to keep it going. But from like a legal and uh uh just a, a good governance standpoint, no, the the emergency is over. It, it is there is no longer a COVID emergency, hence the need for an emergency declaration. It's over. And I was talking with my uh my buddy. Casey O'Day he does the mornings up in Raleigh and Greensboro. And every Friday morning, I join him and we chat about stuff. And um, this morning, we were talking about the uh, about this very topic. And he said, if the Republicans take back control of the General Assembly, they need to immediately, or not take back control, if they take, a, take back a supermajority. If they are able to get a veto-proof majority and they don't fix the Emergency Management Act as one of their first pieces of business, then you know that they're satisfied with the status quo as well. Because the Emergency Management Act was never intended to give a governor power like this in perpetuity. The point was to allow the executive to act quickly and then if, you know, the General Assembly is in session... You can then get the lawmaking body to make laws in order to address this ongoing situation. And the fact that Cooper won't, you know, won't uh, repeal the, the, exec, the emergency declaration is, it's amazing to me that the media give him this pass. It really is. Um I've got another audio clip. How much time do I have? Let me see. Uh, Yeah, I can do it. Let's see. This is um, Cody Kinsley, DHHS Secretary Cody Kinsley. And he says uh, that the science and data has allowed them to overhaul their metrics, which allows them to pivot. Thank you. As the governor said, we have worked hard to get to this moment. We are now prepared in ways that we could not have been two years ago. Most importantly, We have high levels of immunity among individuals, in major part due to the 75 percent of adults that have gotten at least one shot. We are also prepared with treatments, testing, and a robust supply of other tools. While COVID is now while COVID is now a threat, we can
1: manage. It has not disappeared. We will remain vigilant.
0: Totally not reading this off of the teleprompter. I mean, I know i'm I, i'm I'm thinking about this, and I know I'm gonna regret it as soon as I say it. I kind of miss Mandy Cohen over. It. no, I'm now uh, I'm just trying to think, would I have been able to last two years watching these news conferences if he was doing the news conference? But luckily, just like in Mecklenburg County, just like what the CDC has ordered, We're revamping all of our metrics. So, all of the metrics, all the measurements, all of the guideposts and stuff that we were using for two years, all of those are gone now. It's because we got better metrics. It's not because those were bad metrics or we misinterpreted them or overly relied on them. No, no, no. It's simply that we got better ones now, like hospitalization numbers, because we couldn't count hospitalization back then. But we have learned how to count them. Yeah, we'll get into that next. Governor Roy Cooper saying the state of emergency is going to remain in place until morale improves. Even though we're moving into the next phase, turning a page, turning a corner, the emergency declaration or the ED, it shall remain in place. Here's Governor Cooper at the beginning of his news conference yesterday, which something his delivery always seems a bit weird. When he first starts off these things, he's like, hey, how's everybody going? And the uh, death count's actually very high. It, it, it's weird. The other Republican in the House sent a letter to the governor demanding to know when he was going to end the ED. They really wanted to know. Cody Kinsley then sends a letter back to those lawmakers on the end. Uh, March 10th anniversary of the original ED, which is usually not something that you celebrate. Cooper has not issued a response of his own to the Republicans, but in Kinsley's letter addressed to House Speaker Tim Moore, Kinsley says that order provides practical and necessary tools as we manage COVID-19. He then goes on to list legislation needed for mitigation which includes making changes to health care licensure and regulation. As part of the legislative mitigation, the letter asks that the legislature give Kinsley, quote, explicit authority to issue a statewide standing order for administration, dispensation, or delivery of an FDA authorized or approved diagnostic test, vaccine treatment, medication, or other medical procedure or intervention needed. Hey, Kinsley, pound sand, man. No, you don't get that kind of power. You don't get the power. You're not going to try to keep the ED going here so you can get some sort of power for this position so you get to issue a statewide order for requiring some sort of medical intervention on people? No. No. That's what... See, but nobody—the reporters apparently were not aware of this. I can only assume they were not aware of this. Otherwise, why would nobody ask? Why wouldn't anybody ask? Dare I ask? If the, I hear myself now in the in the audio, as a, well, I'm looking forward to going on to the uh, to the look at the emails and the Twitter during the break here to find out if what I just did actually went out on the air anywhere. So we'll find out. All right, so apparently we did go off air for a while. I don't know what off air means, if that's just the terrestrial radio stick, or if it's just the digital side, or if it was both. I do apologize. I have uh, one report of uh, probably ruptured eardrums. She says, I made the mistake of holding the phone close to my ear when the audio dropped down, and then, boom, you're back on. So I apologize for that. That's what happened here, too. I heard the same thing. The audio just dropped out. All of it did. So I wasn't sure. So it sounded like it was broadcasting on, I guess, that's the the digital side. But I don't know about the terrestrial side. So uh, Ron, the engineer, he's on his way back in to see what's up. We'll see what happens. It's always fun. Every day's an adventure. So... Um, The story about the uh, governor's E.D., and I know I I got kind of discombobulated there, but let me just distill it down for you. The emergency declaration is only required right now to allow Governor Cooper and his Health and Human Services Secretary Cody Kinsley to do the things that they want to do with impunity. That's why it it is a circular argument they are making. Because when Kinsley wrote the Republican legislature back a couple of days ago, when he wrote them back and said, hey, you know, we if you guys want the emergency declaration to end, here are the laws that I need. And the first one is to give explicit authority to him, to the state health director. So if he wants to issue a statewide standing order, which, remember, Mandy Cohen did this. Mandy Cohen, she put out a standing order and everybody was like, what is that? Is that enforceable, really? And No, not really. But he wants some enforceability here. He, he wants the, the ability, the explicit authority to issue a standing order for administration, dispensation, or delivery of a FDA-authorized or approved diagnostic test, vaccine, treatment, medication, or other medical procedure or intervention needed based on his medical judgment. I don't even know. Is he a doctor? The other thing that he wrote in the letter, in the same section the letter says uh, that the legislature should provide immunity from any civil or criminal liability for actions authorized to the state health director acting pursuant to that section and any authorized individual who acts in accordance with and pursuant to a statewide standing order issued under the legislation. So what does that mean? They want to be able to issue orders, even if it harms people, and then not be held liable for it. That's what he's demanding. That's the reason why we have an emergency declaration still in play. And apparently the reporter press corps up there has no freaking clue about this. How do you guys get those jobs? How do you keep those jobs? I'm like I'm genuinely interested. The third ask in Kinsley's letter relates to enforcement of expiration dates for asbestos accreditations, lead abatement certifications, and various related certifications and recertifications under the proposal. Professionals in those fields would get extra time to complete these uh, refresher courses in person because the trainings apparently got delayed due to COVID-19 restrictions. So that's why we're also holding up the emergency declaration. That's a reason why. All right, so I'm going to try to play this audio. We'll see what happens. Last time I played it, the whole thing broke. Uh, this is Roy Cooper starting off his presser
1: yesterday. But as COVID-19 evolved, so too did our understanding of how to combat it. Mm. When this virus first reached North Carolina, we, like the rest of the world, faced daunting challenges. Remember, at the beginning, our country was short of the most basic tools. Personal protective equipment, like masks and gowns, were not widely available, <laughs> even for the healthcare care workers who were treating COVID patients.
0: He does this affected kind of whisper thing he's not just very good at it he sounds like he's always like in a wrestling match with his tongue i don't understand why i've been watching him for years now i don't understand the whatever that speech effect is that he's doing if it's on purpose or not i don't know
1: much less for the rest of us testing supplies for this new virus were just being created and produced and they were in short supply There was no vaccine and no effective treatment or cure. The sick flooded our hospitals and doctors faced impossible treatment choices. In total, more than 23,000 North Carolinians lost their lives to this cruel virus and their families still hurt today. Remembering the spring of 2020 and the following months evokes strong memories that are difficult and often painful to recall. But it's important for us to remember how we came together, took strong action, protected people's health, and worked to prevent our hospitals from being overwhelmed. We focused not only on saving lives, but livelihoods. During the pandemic, North Carolina was shown to be among the lowest states in both deaths and job loss per capita. We made the right choices. We got our children back in school. We kept our economy going. We saved lives.
0: There you go. The victory lap. See, this is all expected because if you listen to this program, you heard me give you the memo. Literally the memo. This is what he's saying. That was in the memo. Declare victory. We made the right choices is what he said. Right there at the end. We made the right choices. We saved lives. That's the victory lap. And not a single one of the firefighters for freedom, the speak truth to power press corps up in Raleigh, not a single person thought to ask Cooper maybe, "Hey, do you think you got a single thing wrong during the pandemic?" Where's that question? That question always gets asked of Republicans. Always. Nobody can think of a question though along those lines for the governor. "Hey, if you, you know, looking back, is there, was there any decision that you made that if you had to do it again, you would have decided differently? Nobody want to ask him that question? He may actually give a yes answer and actually admit that something he he did did not work as intended. I doubt it. Because that's not part of the memo. The memo says you declare victory. And then pivot. Pivot.